Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the CEO at We Care TLC. Reagan, it's so great to have you here today. Thank you. I am Reagan LeDouan, and I am the CEO and owner of We Care TLC. And if you're wondering, everyone, why I did not say the full name, is because <laughs> I do not like to butcher names on the podcast. I don't um, think anyone was wondering. <laughs> After I said oh. my last name, they were like, yes, I'm not going to. Yeah, that. you're right. That You you helped me. You definitely helped me there. Um, well, it is, a, it is a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. Uh, let's dive right into it. We sure. keep these short and sweet. So tell the audience about your background. Uh, my background is varied, actually. Um, but We Care TLC is, um, and I guess we're both in Central Florida. You're on the West Coast. I'm in Central Central Florida. Um, but We Care TLC is a second-generation family-owned company, and I am the second generation of that family. And um, we were established uh, 17 years ago, and we provide uh, independent, uh, employer-sponsored primary care for uh, largely self-funded employers around the country. And so I've been in and out of healthcare for a long time. Um, and the, the founders of the company actually came from the self-insured world. Um, and so I have experience in both, um, the underwriting side, although I am not an underwriter and, um, and then also the case management utilization management side. Very cool. Yeah. And you, um, and if you see me poke myself in the eye with this thing, it's cause I don't know what's happening today, but <laughs> recording from home and, um, just it's either the cat bill or this hits me in the eye. Um, so next, next I didn't episode. Notice your, I didn't notice your cat bell. You hit it well. <laughs> right. Wild. <laughs> uh, Reagan. Uh, so let, let's dive into some of these questions mm-hmm. today uh, I have for you. So um, let's, let's talk about the importance of primary care and, and how to do it right. And I know you, you have experience in this space, so would love to hear your thoughts on that. Sure. Um, well, our perspective on primary care is that, um, you know, primary care is your great frontline defense. And, you know, either talking from a health plan perspective or just from the patient care delivery side, um, primary care, people actually aren't used to what it could be because uh, it's changed throughout the years for many different reasons, but think about, you know, um, really our grandparents um, would have their hometown doctor who would know everything about them and who would be their, their, their kind of jack of all trades, right? Their primary care is a great generalist. And the goal is, is for them to really know and build that relationship with you and always do what's in the best interest of the patient, be that patient advocate and help direct the care. Um, So as a country, we've become, you know, overly dependent on specialist care. And so primary care has kind of fallen by the wayside, but the pendulum has definitely been swinging in the other way. And so now primary care is is kind of uh, seeing a resurgence and we're really excited about that. So 
uh, from We Care TLC's perspective, primary care should be at the center of the patient's care and also at the center of uh, a, a good strategic uh, health plan. Yeah, it's been interesting to, you know, you kind of hear about the new generations and uh, how many, you, you know, in the past, you, everyone would have a, a primary care mm-hmm. clinician that they worked with. Yep. And you talk to some of the newer generations and it's, it's less common, but now you're starting to see, like you said, the resurgence mm-hmm. of people going back that way. Um, well, and it's interesting the... too, because it's, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're good. It's, it's interesting because, you know, people have really gotten very used to almost thinking that the primary care doctor is somebody that they would get at an urgent care, you know? And so, and so they're, they, most people nowadays, I would guess, have a, very uh, narrow view and a very narrow expectation for what primary care can provide them. But in reality, it's the complete opposite of that. You know, they get to know you, they get to know your family. So, I mean, even some, you know, mental health issues and, and, you know, really everything um, that primary care doctor can, you know, at least help um, provide some, you know, course of treatment and then at the very least, if you do need to see another doctor, they would work in tandem. But there uh, was a big movement a long time ago by the health systems um, to purchase primary care doctors because they saw that as their lost leaders. They saw that as a big source of revenue for their downstream, more um, expensive uh, procedures or, or you know, um, different, you know, imaging or, or whatnot. Um, and so through that process, um, primary care has become squeezed. And then, um, like I said earlier, mainly devalued to where people don't really know what it is anymore. And so, you know, our goal is to really showcase it and make it, that's why I said independent in the beginning, because it's really, it's important that it is because that doctor, um, he or she should only be really focused about what is best for the patient, not anything else. Absolutely. Um, I want to I want to shift our focus a little bit, Reagan, to something that's been in the news quite a bit, pretty much every single day, <laughs> especially in the healthcare world, and uh, that's Amazon's acquisition of One Medical. So, mm-hmm. let's talk about what this acquisition means for healthcare. Honestly, I don't think it means very much. I think it's a big move. It's obviously was a lot of money. Um, and, um, and it caused a lot of a noise and, you know, obviously why pour so much money into this platform, right? Um, it seems diving into it, they were looking at it. And, and as the news came out the last day or two about, uh, Amazon shift from in-person care to, uh, to virtual care for their own employees. Um, you know, that's kind of, uh, you can see that the one medical purchase was to be used for their own employees, but then also potentially to make their own market play, um, which has always uh, been discussed here and there um, as I followed them throughout the years and their various um, healthcare, you know, plays. But to me, it's, it's honestly, it, it's, I don't think going to, make ultimately a whole lot of uh, meaningful change. Um, I think it's, it kind of goes along the same line as Google when they, you know, made their big play 
into healthcare and they, you know, they primarily pulled out. And so, because this is tech companies, um, and I think you could say the same, even though they're not technically a tech company, Amazon, um, you know, they've got the, the tech size budget to, to dump in and, and to acquire. Um, and they see healthcare as a lot of people do as a, as a great return on investment, but then they, they, they realize fairly quickly that they can't get the ROI that they're used to getting um, because then they realize that healthcare is a totally different game. And if you don't know how, you know, how it's played, then you're really not going to win at it because it's tightly controlled. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. It can go one of two ways, right? Um, you know, Amazon's really great at a, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that correlates to uh, the new projects that they start. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it goes the way of uh, they they had that um, haven with mm-hmm. Berkshire Hathaway, J.P. Morgan, right, where they yep. shut it down. Yeah. Um, the thing that you're going to get with Amazon, if if something's working, they'll go they'll invest more into it and they'll go mm-hmm. all in. If something's not working, you'll see they're they're willing to shut it down quickly. Well, and Amazon. that's that's the same thing I think as Google and 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 when you get into primary care and again, you know. Amazon is not, you know, their perspective on primary care is going to be profit driven and, and, you know, really down to the, the inkling, you know, uh, so they're, they know how, I mean, they, they created upheaval in the book industry, right? That's how they, and most people forget that, but that's, that's kind of how they, and they did it by undercutting and underselling, but I, I, that doesn't necessarily work in healthcare. Um, and when you look at an ROI, uh, for especially primary care, it is a long-term game. You can have short-term wins. You can have medium-term wins. That's, we look at that because we know our value is to deliver, um, continued value for our clients. So we look at short, medium, and long-term, but really the, the play for primary care is a long-term outcomes. And, and that's any kind of studies, you know, um, the, the study of um, the, you know, everybody knows U.S. P- uh, pays the most of any country for healthcare, right? It's 19% of our GDP, but we have the worst outcomes. And so, and the worst access to care and all, you know, all the things. But when you look at what the, the top producing countries do, they have social infrastructure, They've got, um, but one of their main, the four things, one of the four things they have in common is they invest in primary care because they know for the long term that is what, you know, it, it helps, that's the, the guiding light. And so, um, and, but to be able to do it appropriately, it has to be independent. It has to, you have to allow it the runway to have those long-term impacts because you're talking about people's health. It's not like if you have a heart condition and you have diabetes, you're not going to be well tomorrow. <laughs> You're not, you know, I, and, and that's as Americans, sometimes hard to, hard to accept that it's not going to happen tomorrow, but really it's, it's the long-term play. So that's where, when you look at an ROI, you know, from their perspective, it may not happen soon enough for them. And that's why the move, I think, um, to go to the virtual, because you could, you can have great economies of scale, you know, you could spread that, that labor cost over more people. So if you're widgetizing it, that's 
one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, Reagan, last, last kind of question I have for you mm-hmm. is, is around uh, something you and I were chatting about kind of before we dived into this, uh, this episode. It's, it's around like why an effective and independent primary care strategy should be central to your health mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you were pretty passionate about this topic, so I wanted to give you some time to, to dive into it before we wrap up here today. Did that come across? <laughs> the passion, yes, it came across <laughs> tenfold. Um, yeah, we are really passionate about uh, primary care and about you know making people well at our company, and that's kind of soup to nuts. So that's it's exciting to be a part of, um, and um, and and really when you're looking at, we both live in Florida, right? So um, I think about the this how you situate primary care and the impact you can have as kind of like a hurricane. <laughs> where primary care is at the center, right? That's the eye. And it kind of helps, you know, with all the other bands. So some of the bands that can create, you know, more synergy around the storm or health plan optimization. Uh, it can help optimize your, your uh, pharmacy benefit plans, your PBM. Uh, it could help, you know, with your uh, EAP program, your employee assistance program. Easy for me to say. And, um, and all of the things, right? Because employers invest in lots of things. They're told, okay, you get this wellness program, you get this product, you get that, that's gonna help. Primary care, when situated in the middle, takes all of those things and creates synergy around all of those things. And when done properly and when independent, coupled with data and all that, it should show you, it should unsilo all those different things that are traditionally siloed in a health plan and it should break down those walls and show you the impacts that primary care is having on all those things and how all of those things are working together. Um, so that's, that's to me, the, the real value of primary care as central um, to your health plan strategy. Well, thank you so much, Reagan. Um, but before we, before we wrap up, what's next for, for we care TLC, anything you care to, to tell us what's on the horizon? Well, uh, as a second generation family owned company, we, and we're the exciting thing for us right now is because of with all the, the mergers and acquisitions in our industry, we are the, the last OG in the market and we are fiercely independent and we are uh, really, our lane has been widened and we, and we're a mission driven company. And so now our mission has been able to kind of shine and be heard more because in healthcare, it can be hard to, 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 you know, with all the noise to be heard. Um, so we're really leaning into um, uh, what we do more and getting more and more laser focused. And so um, we're really uh, working on uh, our partnerships and that taking us to the next level and being able and really just continuing to break down, uh, you know, any of the, the, the silos that are in healthcare and become um, just further reaching and, and of more value to our patients and um, our clients. So we're just getting better and, and, and continuing to, to grow. So, and through, and that's through partnerships with, our clients and partnerships uh, from our vendor partners and just those in the industry, you know, we just, the more people 
we can bring under our folds, then, you know, the better rising tides lifts all ships. So we're all about that. (laughs) Love it. Well, uh, thank you once again for for joining me here on the slice of healthcare podcast. Look forward to staying in touch with you. I want one of those hats. (laughs) That's what everyone says. Everyone says it. Um, it's, uh, I wear this quite a bit. I tell people, you go to a conference, you wear a hat. Now, a lot of people, now because conferences are more relaxed. If you're a guy. If you're a guy, though. (laughs) Yeah, but imagine, because think of how few of women are wearing um, a hat. You're really going to be, yeah, people are going to be like, it's like the biggest advertising you can do, right? It's like every time someone looks at you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, you, you, you hit on something though. And I'm, don't be mad when you see me with the weak hair tails. Hey, <laughs> I, I will, I will be clapping for you if I see that. Thank um, you. We could do a swap. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.